You'd think the staggering $1 trillion that Australian taxpayers fork out in defence spending would be about building the most combat-effective, strongest, best-trained fighting force. But no, we aren't doing that potentially at the expense of war fighting capability. The Army seems to be more interested in gender diversity and all sorts of other politically correct rubbish. And now Army chiefs have been urged to embrace the fighting spirit of Xena Warrior Princess to form all-women combat units. Now, this just makes a joke of Defence Chief Angus Campbell's edict to troops a few weeks ago, banning images of the Phantom or Punisher or any Spartan symbols. Is it one rule for women and another for men? Seems that's the case. This discussion paper on the official Army website also suggests female platoons should not be subject to male physical standards. And of course, that's what will just have to happen, thanks to this gender equity push started by the Gillard government to force and lure women into combat roles. Well, I'm glad to say the reporter who broke both those stories, Daily Telegraph editor-at-large Matthew Benz, is with us in the studio. Hi, Matthew. Hi, how are you? Very good. What a Mm. good... I mean, you write so well all the time, but this Xena warrior princess just jumped out. What on earth is the army doing? It's extraordinary. And you read this stuff, and and when I took it into the uh, editor yesterday, the question was, no, surely this (laughs) can't be right. I mean, it's it's what makes a great story, but it's so extraordinary. What are they thinking? How can they have this person spending all this time consulting with 20 other officers and the former head of the SAS to come up with a 297-page paper that suggests, yes, we need Xena warriors. Well, it's also so at odds with what um, the Defence Chief Angus Campbell said just a few weeks ago when he was excoriating all the troops for having these Spartan symbols or phantom symbols. How, how does how do those two edicts work together? It, if, as, as you say, I think it must be one rule for one and one rule for the other. It, being a bloke in the army must be very difficult these days. What's extraordinary from the stories we've done earlier is that um, whilst we're saying, yes, women should be there, um, and that's fine, but they have to do the same standards. If he's, if this argument is that, well, we, we, we should have a Xena warrior SAS platoon, but they don't have the same standards as the existing SAS, well, it makes a mockery of everything. And... Well, you you ran that story last week, which showed that actually women uh, there aren't that many women coming into combat, and those who who do aren't managing to make it through the physical, very punishing physical standards. That's right. Well, we had a hundred and fifty four have joined have have joined up um, for combat roles. We've got actually twenty four who've made it through, and of those, seventy five percent only seventy five percent are fit. So another twenty five percent actually can't be deployed anyway. And, and this is all comes from Elizabeth Broderick, and we go back to David Morrison, the former chief of army, and all his PC nonsense that uh, Elizabeth Broad- Broderick brought in, trying to make you know gender equity across the armed forces, and including in combat roles, which um, it's it's they're they're trying to bend the rules to make women get into positions where, in the real world, in war, surely if they're not as strong and as well trained, they're going to make us a weaker army. That's right. And and common sense and logic dictates that this can't be right. So the Chief of Army said last week, yes, I would expect there to be less women in those roles and the ones who are there need to be at this level, which which is great. But um, 
he then came out today with a tweet saying that standards have not been altered, standards um, have not been lowered, it's the same for everyone if you want to get in. But the reality is, if you look at the, uh, the Army basic fitness assessment, men have to do 40 push-ups, women have to do 21, men have to run 2.4 kilometres in 11 minutes and 18 seconds, and women are given 13 minutes and 30 seconds. So the standards have been lowered. I know. Uh, Angus Campbell keeps on saying, we've, we've been reporting these figures. Angus Campbell keeps on denying that there's no difference, that they haven't lowered the standards. And yet the news keeps on coming out from inside the army that they, they are. And then there's another um, story that, that you and I have both written about, which is that Defence Recruiting Priorities, the spreadsheet for August 2017, um, it showed that of 50 jobs available in the army, just 14 were open to males in the next six months. So That's they're right. also not allowing men to do certain roles because they're trying to artificially squeeze women in there. That's right. And it, the extraordinary thing about that is the it, men, it was saying no, no position available, but the recruiters were being told, yes, if a woman comes along, recruit immediately. Right. Well, so what does that do to morale in the force? You talk to people there. I talk to people and, and morale, morale is low, but people are feeling that they can't speak out. Every day I'm hearing other stories where where people are saying this is this is not the way it's meant to be. It's skewed too far. No one's saying that it need, it should be a completely sexist and dreadful organisation, but it's it's been skewed politically correctly too far the other way. And this hurts women who have made it to the top under their own steam, who have, who have done it on their own merits. And now all women in the army, I would assume, when they get a promotion, that's seen as suspicious. That's right, and it, so it undermines them. And they and you know some of these some of these uh, women who are in those combat roles, they're at almost pre-Olympian levels of fitness, and yet people are looking at them and going, "Hey, you did less push-ups than anyone else," and it undermines them as well. It's not good for anybody. So, what what do you think is the outcome of this? Does Angus Campbell look as if he's taking any of the criticism on board, or is he looking at the the stats in front of him that shows that it's actually this social engineering is not working? No, I don't think so at all. I think he's looking at it and thinking, yes, a platoon of Xena warriors would be great. Do you think he's trying to curry favour with Maurice Payne, of course, who's the first female defence minister, and she's not exactly a conservative? No, well, could well be. I, that that one's uh, more in your remit than mine. <laughs> I just look at Xena and think, well, if she's as fit and as strong as, as uh, the the character on TV, well great, but I'm not sure that they are. No. Well, look, thanks so much, Matthew Ben. It's always great to read your stories in the newspaper and to get you in the studio. And I'll just urge our listeners to read that story. Page seven, uh, Matthew Ben's exclusive about the platoon of warrior princesses with the big picture of Xena on the page, or you can find that story on our website, dailytelegraph.com.au. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winter? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.